0: This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Crews. I'm listening to Barbecue Central.
1: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me.
0: Fine, how do you want?
2: You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbonneau! It's all
1: about the Charbonneau, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet before we listen, Laberdius, check face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top
2: mm-hmm. oh.
1: And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling related items of only the highest importance on the show. Each and every Tuesday, we are doing it live. We'll do it live from nine to eleven p.m. Eastern. If you are not able to make the live show, we record and put out a podcast on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays, so you get a full block of barbecue and grilling talk and then if you can't make that you get three days of additional barbecue and grilling talk you can watch it live you can also take it in on wednesdays and thursdays if you're a true super fan and then get a new show every friday with the best of the show is being brought to you from the palm
3: city usa cleveland
1: still to come on the show this evening sam the cooking guy in about 12 minutes from now, and Cade Huskinson from Camp Chef, 35 past the hour. We say good evening to those of you watching the show tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. Also, you can take the show in via YouTube slash RD Rempe, where there is a chat going on with the likes of Dino Dan and Smokin' Joe's Pit Barbecue and Guy the Cooking Sam. Cigar aficionado, Jeff Andrizzi is in as well, smoking in All Saints, St. Francis. It looked like a Toro, but maybe it was a Robusto, but that's a delicious stick. So, Jeff, hopefully you are enjoying that. We also say good evening to all the folks using our audio streaming platform, Clubhouse, as well. So, if you'd rather hear us instead of watch us, Clubhouse is the way to do that. And as I had mentioned in the first hour, Clubhouse also has its own independent chat. So if you're into that kind of a thing, go ahead and work it out through the Clubhouse. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. This coming Friday, we bring you episode 253, taking you back to December 17th, 2013, nine years ago. Almost nine years ago. This bringing a close to the five weeks of the 2000, 2000 of the 2022 Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Fame class members. And closing it down is John Solberg's number one impassioned pick for this year's class, the former pitmaster of Warren County pork choppers Donnie Bray of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Now, I use former in air quotes for those of you listening in podcast or through Clubhouse because Donnie has not competed in a long time. I don't know if he is still competing or looking to compete. So we will offer up former at this point and then find out for sure later on. However, this segment was recapping the Team of the Year race. Donnie and Tim Grant from TrueBud were locked up in at that point in time back in 2013. This is also the segment where you hear Donnie Bray under the classic line and I quote the sun don't shine up a dog the sun don't shine up one dog's ass all the time close quote Donnie says on the record that he choked away the contest that could have brought him the Kansas City Barbecue Society's team of the year title that year and then recounts the year and the pressure he was under at that time His honesty in this interview, very refreshing, and you can easily see why John made such an impassioned plea to get Donnie into the Guest Hall of Fame this year. Donnie might have been out of the competition scene for a number of years. Now, as I stopped to think about it, he mentioned to me as I was letting him know he was in the Guest Hall of Fame this year and that I was sending him his Guest Hall of Fame ring, which is a new thing at the start of last year's class. And ongoing, although I am hearing from previous men, I didn't get a ring. Yeah, yeah. It's called evolution. You're in the hall. Shut up already. As we move on, he did mention he might be getting back into it. How about this? Instead of guessing, why don't we ask him as he is slated to return to the Barbecue Central show on December 6th? as we close out the year. So we will ask Donnie Bray specifically within the minutes of that interview if he has sat on the sideline long enough and will rectify much like a phoenix in the ashes. Is that right? Much like the phoenix through the ashes. Whatever. If he will be resurrecting Warren County pork choppers in whatever form or fashion. I actually used to wear their t-shirt quite a bit. They had a really cool logo had uh, Warren County pork choppers down either side of the long sleeve. Pretty cool. So we'll see if he'd be getting back into it at some point. I'm guessing probably not. If you've sat out this long, I don't know if competition barbecue has sexied itself up any more than it has when he decided to get out of it. And that was the thing. Like he was doing really good. One of the top teams in the competition scene. And then all of a sudden he falls off never to be heard from again. And, Why is that? Why does that also happen quite a bit with teams that make those runs only to never be heard from again? I don't know, but maybe we can ask Donnie that as well. Upcoming shows because we are freshly into November for the rest of the month. Next week, believe it or not, one of the co-founders of show sponsor Vortec Watches, R.T. Custer, will be joining us once more. We will be hyping up. The release of the Veterans Day watches that are going to be coming out, available for sale three days after the segment on the 11th, Veterans Day. And if you're looking for a really unique piece of American history to put on your wrist, then this is one you're going to want to check in and check out. So looking forward to chatting with RT next week. Also, interviews with Andrew Barnhart, who is the creator of a product called Flip Grill. If you have a big green egg or a Kamado Joe or pretty much any type of ceramic cooker and you're sick of using spatulas to flip stuff over, Andrew has created what I akin to a Meadow Creek chicken flipper. If you've seen the Meadow Creek chicken cookers, then you can stick 7,000 pieces of chicken in there on one side and you have another uh, grill that clamps down. You secure it together, and then when it's ready to flip, you just go down, whoop, flip the wheel over, and whoosh, Very easily flip 700 pieces of chicken. A little smaller scale with the flip grill, but a similar concept. So we'll talk all about the flip grill, how it came to be. He's an Ohio guy down there towards the Hartville, Ohio area, I believe it was. So looking forward to talking with Andrew. Also coming up in November, believe it or not, the $200 Peppermill Challenge that I'll be doing with Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. I will be championing the Pepper Cannon. Ray will be championing the Black Rain. We'll be putting it through its paces, and we'll decide which one actually reigns supreme in the end. Each one well over $150. The Pepper Cannon actually $199 retail. I believe Black Rain is maybe 150 Maybe it's approaching $200. It's a lot of money between two pepper mills to say the least. And Dr. Barbecue and I will be putting each one through the paces and giving you our unbiased reviews of such. Then, longtime friend of the show and former sponsor Dan Arnold of Sucklebusters will be coming in in November. Jess Pryles coming in for her quarterly segment. We'll see if we can connect with her finally after two failed attempts earlier this year. Sterling Smith from Luton Booty will be on the show once more. Susie Bullock is coming in. Chris Lilly. We'll be stopping by. We'll be getting an origin story from him. Also, Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker. The embedded correspondents are showing up this month and many more. So a huge list, a veritable cornucopia of guests and first-time guests and cool products all filling out the month of November. So be on the lookout for that. Have you ever wondered how you can tell a legit barbecue restaurant from a faker? Well, Rodney Scott is all about telling you three red flags a pit master looks for when dining at a barbecue restaurant, and who would know better than him because he is a bonafide pit master. This coming from Insider.com. Here are the three tips Rodney Scott says if you didn't know. Number one, if there's no visible pile of wood or pit area, that is your first red flag. Red flag number two, if you can't see the pits, Scott says to look out for smoke and red flag number three according to Scott can be the location if you're still unsure after looking for some more blatant signs of on-site cooking ask yourself if I see a spot in the airport saying they're a barbecue joint that would put a question mark with me because how much smoke do you see going around an airport hopefully not now, I will say, as somebody who frequents Mabel's Barbecue on East 4th Street in Cleveland, there are no visible barbecue smokers. There's no visible smoke rolling around. However, I do know for 100% fact that there are JR Oilers upstairs and downstairs. But due to code, they have to have all the smoke evacuated out. And that was part of the holdup for their build-out. So I would say I agree with two of the three of Rodney Scott's red flags. But sometimes just because you don't see the cooker or you don't see smoke wafting around the dining area doesn't mean that it's not a real barbecue restaurant, all right? So we talked about ceramic cookers for a segment with that flip grill. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meat. We love that they can get rip roaring hot for high temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute the two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. When you break it down, there's 60 different ways, more than 60 different ways, to cook on a Primo. They also have the accessories that you're looking for. They have a pizza grill. They have a pizza, I'm sorry, they have a rotisserie accessory, a half pan, a full pan for the drips. They also have a rib rack. Everything that you need right now to complete the Primo Grill experience, these accessories are here to do that. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes, sir. petnet technology, you betcha. True two-zone cooking capabilities in multiple sizes, yes and yes. If you have to have a round ceramic cooker, do they have them? Yes. But really, think about the oval design. Be a trendsetter. Be a mold breaker. Only sold through dealers. Primogrill.com is the place to find those. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. That's primogrill.com. We are back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this stick around be right back
3: you're listening to the barbecue central show howard stern jim rome dan patrick and greg Rampey. the mountain rushmore of talk show entertainment Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show.
1: And this portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. doesn't matter if you're just a beginner or you're a professional. It's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal no matter what. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My next guest, a YouTube cooking sensation with over three and a quarter million YouTube subscribers at last check. 3.43 million to be exact. He's telling Hoda Kape and Kathy Lee Gifford to shut the fuck up already. And he's here every Tuesday in the first month. In the second hour, we race and say hello to our pal Sam the Cookie Guy. Hey,
0: Sam. Almost uh, every Tuesday. Almost every uh, second Tuesday.
1: Eh, well i mean or, sorry
0: almost every first tuesday i what, thought what I like
1: I, I thought within the last 2 months one of those yeah, was going to be a dropout but the logistics gods for whatever reason were with us and you have been here the last 2 months
0: and i'm certainly I'm happy I'm about faithful. that i mean how about that i'm faithful of course i like being here I, i'll tell you something my friend go ahead there's things i have to do in my uh in my work life and yep. there's things i get to do and this is one of the things i get to do and i look forward to
1: well i can tell you from a fan's perspective a i love the fact that you are coming here month after month for the last number of years i love the fact that you have without question stepped up the audio game which when i was talking to malcolm reed earlier last hour i said you know for for as much money as I ask for people in my day job, for, uh, for asking people how much they make in my night job sometimes, <laughs> the thing that made me most uncomfortable was going back to regular guests and saying, hey, I'm making it a personal mission of mine to have my guests sound as good as me. You're a regular guest. Would you mind doing this? And then stretching that to any guest, hoping that they'll... Hey find the value in that and and sounding good and then holding steadfast to that. So if a guest says, I'm just not going to do it, then say, okay, well, we're going to have to hold this interview until you decide to make that sound commitment, that, that made me the most nervous.
0: We had this conversation way back and, and, uh, I've said, I will not listen to a podcast that sounds like shit. You start listening to something and you get a Greg Rimpy and he sounds fantastic. And then they bring a guest on, and the guy sounds like he's calling from fucking Mars. And I turn that shit off. I don't want I don't want to have to strain to listen. I don't. And you, uh, holding your line on people having good audio is important, and I commend you for that. And anybody that won't is a turd. Yeah, turd. Care who they are.
1: Speaking of people who are not turds, you are not a turd. Yeah. You are fresh off a gallivant around the globe uh getting back yesterday Gallagher. and if i'm not mistaken it was a japan slash north i mean south korea trip
0: <laughs> no, we didn't go to south north korea we did go we did go to we were tokyo for uh four days and we were in seoul for three days
1: wow. so where it, was yeah. the better time had and why and be honest
0: uh you know
1: just no. There's no there's, bigger Japan supporter uh, than Sam the Cooking Guy.
0: No, there isn't. I, I do what I do because of a, uh, because of my love of Japan. It's a long story. I don't have to say it now. But uh, they're so they are so different. They really are. I mean, the people, the food, the way it looks, the whole thing. But you have and, to pick and, which uh, one was better right now. Phew, I got to pick one. I think probably I'm going to go with Japan only because... Wow, I'm shocked. I, I thought it was I, going to be I Korea. Know it, I know it better. Uh, I'm getting to know Korea. I, I mean, this is my second time. My first time was for just a couple... We're dating. <laughs> uh, we are going back. We're going back to shoot some shows there in mm-hmm. February. So this was a uh, a little reconnaissance trip. Yeah. And... Um, Look, Japan gets all the attention. You know, everybody wants to go to Tokyo. Everybody wants to go to Japan. It, you, we we know the food. I don't know. Can you quick? Can you name a Korean restaurant in uh, Cleveland? No. Yeah, I'd I'd be hard pressed to here in San Diego. There's a couple of barbecue places I know, but but the food is very different. Uh, and we just different how. I'm only think. I'm only different how it's 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 like completely different so you
1: you obviously have a japanese food profile built in your mind because you're a fan you've been multiple times yeah. you've shot video for the channel there as well which has mm-hmm. been fun mm-hmm. to watch so when you mm-hmm. look at korea if you can you say it's so different but where is it different
0: uh, i i mean honestly it's kind of different everywhere i didn't I, I didn't the only thing I knew about Korean food was was Korean barbecue. Uh you go to a place, you order a bunch of meat, and, and the 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 server or cook, I'm not sure what they're called, comes and cooks it over either like electric or charcoal at your at your table. And I've had that here in San Diego and it's been okay. I've walked out going, it's good. But the level that they took it to the black haired pig, do you know what that is uh no I didn't I mean it's, I a, didn't. it's a pig we had we had we went to a place that brings you know what bincho tan is yes, charcoal right so the so the Korean version of bincho tan uh charcoal they bring uh with the serious thing of uh, it's like a, uh, i can't remember the vice grips it's like vice grips they bring this hot container of charcoal glowing and they put it in the in the the well in front of you and a grate goes on top of it we had like a tomahawk tomahawk uh bone piece of pork belly i've never seen it with the bone before Hmm. but they bring and they start to sear on both sides and then the server cuts all the meat off, leaves the bone, and then cuts it into smaller pieces and finishes them off. And it's served with these little tiny servings of, of samjan, which is like a, like a spicy paste, and, and uh, salt, and a few other things. One little dip in any of these things completely changes the whole dynamic of it. It's How was it I mean, by itself? Incredible. You almost didn't need anything so good by itself that, that by the time you add just a tiny bit of salt, a little bit of wasabi, and I'm telling you just a little bit, a few grains of this uh, salt on top, That's, it's magnificent. And they, they make these, um, do you know what okonomiyaki is? No. Mm. There's a Japanese, sort of a Japanese-esque, Japanese pancake-esque type of thing. They make these sort of uh, uh, vegetable pancakes there. Uh, uh, I, I, hard to explain. They're called uh, pajon. We had versions of them that were just mind-blowing. Crispy, meat inside, vegetable, fish. I mean, just the food went to a market there that absolutely blew my mind. That none, no video will come from this last trip, but when we're there, I think it will go in February and spend a solid week or so and shoot. It'll be really, it'll be great to see. Are- I feel like, like a, like a Seoul, Korea, Korea, South Korea is is an undiscovered uh, uh, Japan. Are you?
1: this geeked up on it because it's new and in reality like if you can extract yourself out of this maybe no. it's really not that great
0: so i went with my three sons and max that uh, people know from the channel that shoots and edits along with chancy dick um uh, dick every morning the other two boys and i not max max is a sleeper inner <laughs> we'd get up about seven o'clock and we would go for a walk whether it was tokyo or seoul and, um, wait a second. Oh, it's our first, <laughs> our first morning in Seoul. Oh, we come across a Seven Eleven, and I don't, if you don't know, if you've not known, if you don't know anything about Seven Elevens in the Asian world, they kick the shit out of bars. Kick the shit. I don't know out if the
1: bars. bar is that high.
0: Uh, <laughs> Well, they've made the bar high. Okay. It should be. Uh, but we got a piece of fried chicken from the 7-Eleven in the Myeongdong District of Seoul. And when I tell you, Mr. Rempi, <laughs> that it was better than a lot of fried chicken from proper fried chicken places I've had in this country. Hmm. You, you might not believe me but it was really good. We all stood at like 7:30 in the morning and took a <laughs> bite of this and went, "Holy shit. What is going on here?" The 7-11s in 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 Japan are notorious for their egg salad sandwich. And I know you Ugh, think egg salad is a big deal. Look gross? Egg
1: salad is gross.
0: You don't need oh my god. You have so much. Do you know how on. you
1: can make egg salad worse?
0: Get your hand off the button and just tell me.
1: Put onions on it.
0: <laughs> oh.
3: stuff
1: so they make really good egg salad in
0: Tokyo. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable in Japan.
1: Cause I uh, use but Kewpie any, mayo?
0: Any convenience store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably, probably, yes. I don't know which mayo they use. There's a there's a competitor to QP oh. that's similar, that maybe cheaper, I don't know. Uh, but uh in fact that there was some I was at uh not not tacos today with two executives from QP, four executives from QP, <laughs> two of them from uh Japan and two from uh Los Angeles, where they have a an outcropping. What are they
1: what are they in town for?
0: Uh, Well, they like the fact that I'm a I'm a huge fan of QP, that I use it on the channel all the time. We say, I think uh, we say like proselytizer. Yeah, exactly. That's what I am. <laughs> but, but it sounds a little too not Jewish for me to say proselytize. So Why? I try not to use it. Isn't that when you guys get down? I don't know. What, what does that mean? That means you talk about it. You're, You're raising your hands. To, I, <laughs> there's a whole, like serious religious component to that term for me. I don't know why.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know me. Nobody's more seriously religious <laughs> than me. No, that's
0: true. No. Uh, but they were here. They like the fact that I use it. Uh, we were supposed to go to the QP Museum in, in Tokyo. Uh, and they don't allow uh, uh, non-Japanese speakers there because the tours are conducted in Japanese. But they were going to have a guy there to do it for us in wow. English, but we just the timing didn't work out, and so we we couldn't do it. But so they're they're fans of the show. They like the fact that I use QP, and they like our our salmon taco that is salmon grilled on our flat top, and apart from the other stuff that goes into it, we finish it by putting QP mayo across the top. Hmm togarashi which is this japanese yeah, big fan uh uh, uh spice yep. you know uh, uh pepper spice and then we torch it oh it's a great it's a great effing taco man so, so all, we we're talking maybe future business we'll see
1: all in all you never know japan and south korea magnificent trips great and trip. at least a week in february where you could have content for the show that so we can all take part
0: No, can't. No, not can't. Will absolutely have content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. All right, so we're looking forward to that. Look, I'm just going to say this: Uh, if you go to the same place every year for a vacation, go someplace different. That's the idea. Um, I'm not saying you have to go as far as Tokyo or Seoul, South Korea, but it's a big world out there. And I'm talking to you, Mister Rempe. Time to get out, discover a little bit of what's going on in the world. And see what's happening.
1: All right. I'm going to make a trip life's, to Korea. Okay.
0: No, you're not. You are not going to Korea. <laughs> I am not going to Korea. You're absolutely right. Would you go to Tokyo? No. Oh. Why? Why do I, I have like to? It's, but I don't it's, want you... to. That's it. That's well, all. That's, that's only fine, a reason but... why
1: I just don't want to go. That's I'm sure they're great. You have. I live. I, I'm thankful that you go so I can hear all the great stories that you've experienced. Let's, and let's then it's just... like
0: I went. I'm curious. Can we take some kind of uh, poll or votes?
1: <laughs> yeah, we can. We on, have on instant stuff, chat maybe right here.
0: Clubhouse, maybe you're, okay, good. So what which should this be? Uh, if you haven't been to one of those countries, yes. are you interested in going and would you go?
1: Oh, yes I'm no? interested in Just going. Responding. I won't go.
0: Yes. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. So forget that. Would you go? If you've never been to one of those countries, would you go?
1: All right. Uh, so here's the, the question right of the chat it? room. If you could go to Japan or Korea, South Korea, are you interested in going? Answer yes or no. And then I'll update here while we transition into a different topic. Okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead.
0: No. No? Do you want to go anywhere? You just want to stay in Cleveland forever.
1: I i mean, I was just in Greensburg, Pennsylvania last sure. week. What are you talking about? Okay, Majestic. so let's
0: talk out of this. Let's talk out of this, out of this country. Where would you go?
1: I'd go to Australia. If you could
0: go anywhere, where would you go?
1: I'd go to Australia. Australia? Sure.
0: Wow. Well, I'd go. The way you say it, it's like if they dragged me, I'd go to Australia.
1: Yeah, because it involves I, the whole thing of going to Australia.
0: Like, I don't. Well, what is the problem with Going. But I don't want to go.
1: Like I just don't want to go. Why? I don't
0: I don't get this. You don't have an interest in other parts of the world? No. Other cultures, other foods, no. other people? Nope. No. Interesting. I think you're uh alone on your own little island. I think I'm what we call little-
1: a myopic American. Thank you. Everything exists here. I have everything I need here. I have everything I want here. And if I'm going to travel, First, I will travel my country so I can say I've been through it. And then if I'm still alive, I'll travel outside oh, of the boy. country because I'll have traveled my country.
0: So what you got to go to 50 states before you yeah, head I don't out? have
1: to go to 50 states. But I mean, I, I should wait, wait, okay. I should see what's more a, wait, of the quick, country first.
0: Quick, wait, wait, quick. What's, what's, the, what's the last that you would you, what's the last that you would care to go to? Oh, my God. Quick.
1: It's probably a toss up between Louisiana or Mississippi. Really? Yeah. No offense to Malcolm Reed, by the way.
0: No offense, but don't you think that the food there has got to be a lot more interesting than, no offense, Idaho or Iowa or Kansas? It's just
1: my gut feeling. I think, I, I think those places aren't that great, so I wouldn't go to Louisiana or, you think, or Mississippi.
0: You think Iowa is more interesting than Louisiana? I do, and Idaho.
1: Oh, and Wyoming god.
0: and Montana. Oh my god. and Oregon. Nobody should come in that room and slap you right now. Why? Where's your wife? Get her on the phone. Why do you like, think Louisiana god, is better on.
1: than Idaho or Iowa? You don't know. You've never been to
0: either place. You don't know where I've been. Sure. Have you been? Do you know where I've been? Have you been? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, but okay. I can tell you this. Louisiana, Louisiana <laughs> with its its French, its French component. Okay, you're just talking about New Orleans. Damn sight- A damn sight more interesting. No, not just Norns. A damn sight more interesting than, uh, pardon me for saying this, Iowa. But you don't know that. Idaho. Look at fucking potatoes. You go have a potato. You can have a potato in Cleveland. Yeah. Good one. Has anybody responded to our question yet?
1: Uh, So I have 10 yeses
0: so far. Don't lie. Okay. Out of any no's? No. No no's. Uh you are I have on that island. Uh,
1: I have a Brian, yes, would go. Have
0: been to China. Ick. You said it? Yes. Ick. Wait, you said it or he said it? I said ick. Well, I've been to China. Yeah, I'm sure you like have deep China, not Hong Kong. Hong, not Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to Beijing and uh yeah. a couple other places. Uh I, I it's crazy. Uh not my first place to go back, but I feel I've grown because of it. Hmm. Well, you got to get out. We got to get you up.
1: I'd say you sound like my mom, but my mom just answered in the instant chat. No.
3: (laughs) So go blame
1: her. She ruined you. Can we do this real quick? I want to, I want to make a connection. I got my next guest coming up right behind you. His name is Cade Huskinson from Camp Chef. He's a big fan of, uh, Say I'm the cooking guy, so I'm gonna punch you. By the out way, here I'm,
0: a, I'm a big fan of yeah. I'm a big fan of Camp Chef. So, uh, oh wait, love Camp shit, Chef. He's in man. he's in number four here. So,
1: am I shit. am I gonna be able to do this? Okay, hold on, hold on. I can do this. Do this. I can do this.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Techie boy. Hold on. Make your shit happen. Yep. Set up. I'm seeing a bunch of frozen people. No, I know. They're Where sweat. are you at? Your guest. Well, there. you got Malcolm up there all frozen? You got your your yeah. Camp Chef guy. Everybody, why is everybody frozen except me? Did I do that right?
1: No. No, oh, that's the background. Hold on. Darn, oh, there you darn go. It, darn, it. darn it. Darn it, darn it, darn it, darn it. Shit. Hold on. Hold on. Box, oh, look
0: at you. First time? Box First time? two. Guest 4. Oh, for
1: here. Sakes. Here we go. Look. So, what's up? Sam the cooking guy is on the bottom and there's Cade above uh Sam Cade is a big Jade, fan you, of man. Sam of Sam the cooking guy. He says they watch uh, Sam, the cooking guy, videos all the time for inspiration.
0: Believe it or not. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We you yeah, believe we it or not? What a, I was going to say? A terrible <laughs> word. But I'm I just trying to
1: be that. like you. You know, you're not uh, playing your humble card for
0: you. You don't. Don't worry about me. Okay. Kate and I are fine. We're talking. Go ahead. You just cut yourself out and leave us to talk. Okay. Very good. I have to say. And by the way. By the way, I love your stuff. Idaho slander oh oh, oh. Oh, oh yeah did i say idaho? I, yeah. meant, uh, I meant cleveland keep talking tough guy <laughs> <Yes>, okay <Idaho. laughs> tell tell yeah.
1: sam one great thing about uh iowa or idaho uh
2: the mountains are beautiful northern idaho is yep. fantastic we talk Hampshire's to me about food though just, like,
1: what about food tell him about the food
2: talk to me about food, food. well and, and don't mention potatoes. You have to go with potatoes. I di- I'm going potatoes.
1: <laughs> of course. I mean, potatoes I mean, are delicious. Great. They're good all yeah, by themselves. Fine. They're good as baked, fried, poached. I love, poached. Po-
0: I, love pota- I love potatoes. Yes. I'm just saying, just get out a little bit.
1: All right. Cade, have you ever been to Japan?
0: Discover.
2: I have not been to Japan. Have you
1: been, been to, to, to Seoul, China. South Korea?
2: No. No? Hmm. I have not. Cade, Wait, let me, let you ask need to Cade get Cade out more, sure. Cade. Start Can we ask him a question? Do you have any
0: interest in going and traveling a far afield?
2: Oh, I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. Where,
0: where'd you? If you could go fur furthest place you'd like to go would be where, or just anywhere you'd like to go, go out of the country.
2: I would go. I speak Spanish, so anywhere South America, Mexico, Central America. Right. Nice. I would. Nice. Love oh, to you're there. never getting wrapped be there.
0: Yeah, don't don't expect <laughs> Remy to go with you. No, he he goes to restaurants that make things that are called choripollo.
1: Yeah, it's called uh, Grace. American Grace owned by Sam the cooking guy. You can't talk shit about choripollo. You put it on the menu.
0: <laughs> listen, listen. I'm saying that you go to those places cuz it's it's a safety thing for you. It's not real Mexican food. And I admit it's not real Mexican food that I have in my restaurant. Well,
1: that's up for debate because it appears a Mexican restaurant is making that dish in multiple states across our listen, great land very, that I don't they, travel no.
0: to. Cade has said he would go uh South America.
1: Okay, good I for Cade. Like
0: would you ever go to South America? No. You don't want to go anywhere that's out of the the lower 48. Nowhere Just that's out of the wire. Lower 48. Nope. How about Hawaii? Would you go to Hawaii? 100% yes. I'm. I I might Uh, be. I
1: might be in logistical planning for
0: that. What about? Oh, wait. wait, What about the other one? Alaska. Alaska.
1: I mean, I don't really have a desire to go there, but I would go there.
0: Really, it's beautiful. Eh. A lot of bears. No. 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 It is straight freaking beautiful. Yes. Nothing like you have in Cleveland.
1: Have you been to Alaska, Kate? Kate?
2: I have been to Alaska. Mm. It's gorgeous. All right. Oh, look at that. It's well, gorgeous. Well, I'm case. not
1: against it. I'm, I'm just,
0: I don't have, you're like, against a, a everything. that's not attached to this wow. land Weed. that you're in right now oh, or man, Hawaii. Oh. Apparently that's the one, the one exception is Hawaii. It's paradise. That's
1: right. Uh, Lance Owens, our best friend is in Hawaii and that's a pull for me. So look, Sam, we got to leave it Lance. here. Uh, we're cutting into Kate's uh, time sorry. and we got to talk about sorry, the woodwind hey, hey,
0: pro. Nice, nice chatting.
1: All right, Sam, we'll see you next month. I'll see you
0: sometime in Alaska or South America, and we don't have to worry about Rempy because he will not be there. That's right. That's right.
2: I'll catch up with Rempy in Idaho.
0: All right, Cade.
1: That's enough of Sam the Cooking Guy. He's given me (laughs) kicks to the balls that I can't believe in ways that I wasn't expecting here tonight. So if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to put you on hold real quick. We will come back. We'll talk all about Camp Chef. We'll talk about Win-Win Pro. And we'll do that here in just one second. However, I will talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling, Big Papa Ball himself from the award winning rubs and sauces. To the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak Rub. All proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard, offering 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary they also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for a new go-to sauce because you're sick and tired of what's already out there existing currently, Granny's is the one you want to try great all by itself, or you can use it a base sauce and trick it out as you see fit. Also, selling cookers, right? If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Papa Smoker, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers or you don't know what type of cooker you need, call them, ask questions, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, Smokers.com. We are back with Cade Huskinson right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're
3: listening to The Barbecue Central Show. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host,
1: Greg Rampy. And we thank Sam the Cooking Guy for joining us last segment, this portion being brought to you by Smithfield. The popular Smokin' with Smithfield grant program applications are currently live at SmokinWithSmithfield.com. In order to help deepen the prize pool, Smithfield will once again be awarding $3,000 to selected competitions Applications are open until December 3rd, so just a little bit over a month from now, and then it will close. So get on it now if you are interested in deepening your prize pool. Also, bringing back that Committed Cooks program in 2023 as well, SmokinWithSmithfield.com. All right, helping me close the show tonight is the marketing manager for a little company called Camp Chef, one of the leaders in the pellet cooker industry and part of a very large and multi-branded company called Vista Outdoor Tonight, we talk about one of the items I think will be a thing in 2023, which is the emergence and acceptance of a new kind of hybrid cooker. This one, a little different from the ones we've spoken about in the past few weeks. So, we race to the hotline and welcome in the aforementioned Cade Huskinson. Hey, Kate. Hey, it's good to be here. All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to make... I th- Maybe I'm not so glad I was able to make that introduction to say I'm the cooking guy, uh, 2020 being hindsight, but glad we could put it together. Nonetheless, yeah, Yeah, no doubt. So uh, before we talk about Camp Chef and uh, more specifically, the Woodwind Pro, a little background about you professionally and where you call HQ.
2: Yeah, so a little bit about me professionally. Uh, I moved into Camp Chef, came over to Camp Chef three and a half years ago as their social media manager. I was in that role for two and a half years. That's how I know people like Sam. Um, Very familiar with creators in the space uh, because of that role. And then um, moved into marketing manager and have been able to be in more discussions around product development, um, consumer insights, the kind of the brand we're trying to build. Um, We went through a big rebranding about a year and a half ago. And so, yeah, it's 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 been awesome you can't you know camp chef's unique in the barbecue space because we have the whole camping side and you really can't go wrong you know when you're in this industry you're either out out in the mountains cooking or you're on a back patio barbecuing and it's been a a dream job for me so i've loved it
1: before we talk about the woodwind pro specifically as you look back Six, seven, eight years, I remember the first time I was learning about pellet cookers. I mean, Traeger had been around since the early to mid-80s, and then they had owned the patent on the whole augering system and really kept everybody at bay until that thing expired. And then all of a sudden, it was a free-for-all for for everybody that had been waiting for that thing to expire to get whatever product they were making out onto the market. And it really exploded, then it kind of died. And then maybe a decade ago, it re-exploded and has not lost momentum at all here as we're sitting at the end of 2022 ready to cross over to 2023 as you look at it are you surprised at the stranglehold that pellet cooker popularity has had on the consuming public
2: no in fact i i still talk to people uh in my personal life that have like very basic questions about pellet grills and i'm like you are the type of person that I would have thought have has had one of these for years. Um, I think it's still an emerging technology, uh, in the grilling industry. And, uh, I think we'll continue to see it growing. Um, I think the magic that Pella grills brought into the grilling world is you could have some of that smoke flavor that you get from barbecue without the headache of managing a fire and, and, um, now, I know there's there's kind of an, uh, a romance and an art form to offset grilling and offset cooking, um, but it's it's not as approachable to the general public. So it doesn't surprise me in the least that um, combining flavor with convenience has, has struck a chord with the market.
1: Kate Huskinson joining us here on the show, Marketing Manager over Camp Chef, the website campchef.com if you want to check it out as we're talking here. So, Cade, one of the big topics over the past few months on the show has been the reemergence of the combo or hybrid cooker prior to this year. Most folks thought of it as the gas grill on one side, charcoal grill on the other, same units, but different cooking ways on either side of it. But now we're seeing the emergence of an offset firebox on one side and a pellet cooker on the other side with an in-common cooking chamber. Camp Chef is bringing something to the market that lives in this realm to a certain degree, and it's called the Woodwind Pro. So, if you could tell us a little bit about the line and why this is a revelation for the company,
2: yeah. So, we built the Woodwind Pro off of the off of the success of the Woodwind. The Woodwind entered the market. We did the Grill God campaign a few years ago. Um, we we innovated uh, with the design a little bit with the ash cleanout and um, the slide and grill features, and as the market matured, we started seeing that there's a, there's a large segment of the pellet grow market that wanted more flavor and they, and wanted more control over the smoke flavor of their cook. And so that's why we started developing the woodwind pro as a way for people to have more ownership of the flavor, to have more control, um, to get the flavor that they really want off their pellet grow. And, you know, you mentioned that there's there are combo grills out there that have an offset chamber on one side or same chamber, but offset box on one side, pellet hopper on the other. The the Woodwind Pro really takes what some would view as the headache that comes along with offset smoking um, and the the dissatisfaction of smoke flavor with pellet grilling and combines the two while at the same time, uh getting rid of the negatives. So it gives you all the benefits of the smoke flavor with the convenience of a pellet grill. And uh, I think it's going to be, I know the Woodwind Pro, there's nothing like it on the market. So for those of you that don't know what the Woodwind Pro is, um, what we've built is a smoke box that sits above the, the chamber, the fire pot chamber, where the pellets burn. And it has a butterfly valve in between the burn pot and this smoke box so you can load up the smoke box with hardwood chunks charcoal chips any other fuel you want to burn and use the pellets below to ignite it and then once it's burning on its own you can close the butterfly valve essentially choke that off from oxygen um, and or or from that direct flame and allow it to just sit and smolder and so um the the flavor that you, you we've gotten off of off of the the woodwind pro in the office as well as the initial reviews that have come in over the last month since we launched it have been very positive we did a taste test when we were developing this where we did ribeyes on a pellet grill and and ribeyes on the woodwind pro and whether they liked the smoke flavor or not a hundred percent of the people could correctly identify which grill was cooked or which which steak was cooked on, which grill just based off the taste alone. So we knew we were onto something at that point.
1: Kate Huskinson from Camp Chef joining us here on the show, marketing manager, campchef.com, the website. We're kind of showing some video as we're talking here. So if you're listening audio podcast wise, you're going to want to go back and get the video or just hit the website up. You can see Kate on one of the promotional videos going over the Woodwind Pro as well. So this is mostly customer driven feedback that you're getting or are you also from a a board side saying hey we're just trying to figure out something new or a way to stand out from the conventional pellet cookers that are hitting the market and it's just a a collision of or or a marriage where you're thinking one thing consumers are saying another and you're able to to meet this need or or give this solution.
2: This was a hundred percent consumer driven in fact, we had, a, we had a prototype of the Wooden Pro and there still was some, some hesitancy to introduce an extra step into pellet grilling because the promise of, of cooking on a pellet grill is the convenience. And so internally, there were discussions of whether, this was, whether the market would want this because you have to add some extra fuel, there's an extra step that kind of goes against the convenience factor of a pellet grill. And it wasn't until our marketing team you know, we went through all of the forums, all the barbecue forums we could find anywhere that anyone was talking about pellet Grills. And we just started searching for terms like more smoke, smoke tube, smoke flavor, and just started screenshotting everything we could find. Um, and we were surprised. I have on my on my computer uh, a document with hundreds of of screenshots of people saying, I like my, I like my pellet grill. I wish it had a little bit more smoke flavor. I'm doing a brisket this weekend. How do I get just a little bit more smoke flavor? Um, And that's really what the Woodwind Pro gives people. And the beauty of the Woodwind Pro on top of the flavor is it really does give you the, it puts you in control of your cook because you can run it on, on pellets alone if you want. So if you don't have the time to, to, to load up the smoke box and and do all that, you can run it like you do any other pellet grill and you'll get fantastic food off of it. But if you're, you know, spending 50 to a hundred dollars on a brisket and you want to make sure it turns out exactly as you want, you have the flexibility and the option to add more, more fuel in there. So.
1: Can I have a question from... The instant chat here in YouTube that says, "Yeah, you've added a smoker box because the mm-hmm. cooker doesn't give you enough smoke. Can't you get the same results with a smoke tube?" So let's explain a little bit why that's different and why what you're bringing to market uh, is uh, different than just adding an amazing tube or something along these lines.
2: Yeah, that's a fantastic question, and that's actually we've seen a lot of feedback on that um, as we launched the wooden Pro. We knew that we would see some. Um, but the real difference is with a smoke tube, your pellets are burning at a very low temperature. They're smoldering, um, where, where with the smoke box, it's sitting right above the burn pot. And so you have, it's, it's very hot around there, but the, the, the fuel inside of it isn't burning, um, it's, it's smoking, but you get that secondary burn because of the heat that, because of the, the placement of the smoke box above the burn pot. Um, and we've, we've done taste tests with a, a smoke tube and a, in the Woodwin Pro and you can tell a difference. One of them, you still get more smoke flavor with the smoke tube, but in a way you're adding more of the same, you're adding more of just pellets. And I don't know enough about the science of, of, of wood and the lignins and all that that's that's within wood or the chemical makeup but there seems to be some magic where a, a chunk of wood burns a little bit it gives off a little bit different flavor than a pellet um and that's that's not to say one is better or one is worse it, you know barbecue is all if it tastes good you're doing it right that's my opinion um but the, the the smoke box the, i don't know if it's serendipity or if it was intentional by our engineers but there seems to be some sort of magic happening where it's it's putting off the perfect amount of dirty smoke and clean smoke and it I, i've heard some people say that this isn't quite like an offset but it's not quite like pellets like it's in its own category hmm. so it, it's it's interesting it's we're still kind of figuring out what we've landed on but uh the I, I can tell you that the flavor is is not like you would get off of just a pellet tube.
1: So in the, in the box, if you're putting wood chunks uh, or, or wood chips, I'm not a huge fan of wood chips myself. And then in the video, it looks like there's actually charcoal briquettes as well. Are they igniting? Are you getting so in an offset, you want to have a live fire rolling in that offset because you want the clean smoke. You don't want to see all the white billowy dirty smoke or the gray smoke that is not going to lend that nice smoke profile to the meat, whatever you're cooking. So are you, are you gaining a full ignition at this point? Or is it just enough to heat it uh, and smoke it, but you're not getting to a flame or a full ignition?
2: Um, no, you can, you can get to a full flame. I've had some where I'm cooking on, on My Wooden Pro where I've opened up the box to add more fuel and there's a flame going inside the smoke box because I was cooking at a higher temperature. So the box was hotter. The, the pellets below were burning hotter. Um, but oftentimes it, it'll just sit there and smolder. It'll, it'll just be that it'll, it'll be a good smoke. I hope and I'm it, explaining that. Well and it enough. doesn't
1: uh, jack with the algorithm that the actual pellet cooker is trying to do to maintain 275 or 300 degrees or anything like that.
2: No. So uh, the Wooden Pro has a PID controller in it. And anyone that's listening that knows what PID is, will, will know why that's beneficial. But essentially, the the, the mind of the, the grill, the brain of the grill is taking in that added ex- external uh, information, saying there's added heat in here. So I'm going to slow down on pellets. And you can still keep temps exactly where you want them with the woodwind pro even with added fuel in there so um it's awesome from concept it really is uh, an amazing grill uh
1: from concept to getting it released into the market what kind of a time frame are we looking at
2: we were we were cooking on prototypes of this before COVID hit so we've had this little time yeah little we, that's when we were we were kind of that's when we were tinkering with it and and trying to figure out what this grill would be um and it feels so good to have it in the market. I can't tell you because I was personally extremely excited about this grill just because of all the comments that I had seen on social media as the social media manager. I knew that this would land with some segment of the market. How big that segment of the market is is still uh, unknown and, and time will tell. But yeah, there was definitely it's definitely filling a void. Kind of a, a disconnect between the the offset world and the Peligro world.
1: From a retail standpoint, do you guys sell online only, or are you through dealers, big like retailers? What's that look like?
2: Yeah, we've got we've got placement with the Woodwind Pro um, in a couple big dealers. Primarily, right now it's primarily through our website, but or uh, or dropship through their websites. Um, but uh, we've got more and more. I think. Retailers especially um, were a little hesitant to take a chance on it. In in reality, I think um, it's a new product. It's kind of forging its own way in this industry. And so I I know that as a buyer, I would have been a little bit like, okay, let's see how this sells first. But um, things are, we've been really happy with the response that we've gotten both from the consumer market and from our our retail partners.
1: How does the company benchmark success on a product like this do you have metrics that you put in place or or forecast something to say well if we hit these internally we'll bill it as a success whether it's making us billions and billions of dollars is another thing altogether but are are those things you put together or is it just let's put it out there and hopefully we hear more good things than bad things and then we'll realize if it's a success or not
2: no there's absolutely a a lot of math and calculating and forecasting that goes into things like this. I might not be the best person to talk about that. You know, our finance team would have way more insights into that type of stuff. But they're definitely saying, hey, we want to break even on this by this date, or we want to, you know, make this much in revenue by this date. Um, So, and that's, that's typical business practice. Um, The Woodland Pro, we were definitely Taking a little bit of a chance, it it wasn't proven yet. Um, We weren't sure if we were going to launch it, and people are going to go, "Oh, that's added work. I don't want that." (laughs) Or, you know, at that point, why don't I just get an offset? And and luckily, um, the markets received it really well.
1: When you look into twenty twenty three, Cade, and it doesn't have to be Camp Chef related. What's your feelings about trends that maybe we're not seeing right now that'll emerge next year? Your thoughts.
2: Let's see, I, you know, as far as an industry goes, it, it, one, it feels like I have two things to say about this and, and they're kind of related. It feels like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the, uh, the desire to have like true blue barbecue and it has to be done this way or, or no way at all. I feel like that's kind of going away i think as more and more people are are barbecuing at home and initially i think a lot of people were going to the experts and saying this is how it needs to be done and needs to be done in this way and there are some core principles that you have to know with barbecue like cooking to temp cooking to to feeling you know uh, testing it with the probe doing all that letting it rest those things are are constants you've got to do that if you want a certain result but when it comes to flavor, it seems like there's there's uh, there's more of an appetite to break out of the typical barbecue flavors and explore other things. You know, and it, Sam, the cooking guy is a perfect example of that who's who's willing to explore, you know, Asian flavors on barbecue and and different seasonings and things like that, where. You know, I think a couple of years ago it was a little bit more. You have to be faithful to true true blue barbecue. Um, along with that, I think there seems there seems to be a, a departure from, you know, what's true barbecuing. And, you know, you had charbroil on earlier today with their electric, their electric grill. And I think the, the stigma that it has to be done in a certain way is, is going to kind of fall to the wayside. And if you can get really good food off of an electric grill, it doesn't make it any less grilling or any less barbecue than something that was cooked on something else. The 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 end result is really the the what matters. And I think we'll see that trend more and more in 2023 and moving forward.
1: Do you buy into the full size electric grill? You think that's going to be a thing?
2: You know what? I I don't know if it'll take over the other, you know, pellet grilling. I think one thing that we need to you need to remember is there's an art form with this. I think people like the smell of the smoke. I think people like when it's offset, it's more than just the flavor. There's a romanticism yeah, about it. Totally. There's an art form. Um, with an electric grill, you get heat and you can get the same results. But I don't know if you're getting all of those other psychological triggers that are like really like making you proud of what you've done. So I, I think there is a, a market for it. Um, definitely people that are in apartment complexes or where they can't have live fire or even pellet grills, that is a, a fantastic option. But Um, but there's a lot as a marketer, I always think about the psychological impact of, of certain behaviors or rituals that people have with the product. And I, you know, there's certain, there's certain grills in the market that I don't, I don't think have as tight or as, as ritualistic behaviors behind them as offset cooking or pellet grilling or, or, or low and slow barbecuing. Um, but there's definitely a market for it.
1: Last question before I let you go tonight, and I didn't think I was going to ask it. All right. In 2023, Camp Chef is going to be bringing a full-size electric grill to market.
2: Is this a true or false question? Yeah. If we do, it'll be a surprise to me.
1: We'll say no then. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you would be hearing uh, uh, footsteps on that if that was going to be the case. So. Uh, We'll take it as a no for now, but maybe later on in 2023, we're going to be talking with Cade revealing a full-size electric Camp Chef grill, but not at this point. So uh, if people are interested, Cade, uh, they want to go to campchef.com, best place to go. And there's a couple different size options there for the Woodwind Pro.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Or if you want to learn more about the Woodwind Pro, uh, you can one learn about it on our website or our YouTube channel has some great YouTube videos. Um, we've also, uh, sent grills out to people, um, to test it out and we don't pay anyone. And we also don't ask for any sort of review. We just say, we want your honesty. So anything you're seeing out there, we've told those people be brutally honest. We don't want any sort of, we don't want people to sniff out any sort of inauthenticity, be true to your audience. And, and so you can learn more about the wooden pro from, from those creators as well.
1: Cade Huskinson is the marketing director over at Camp Chef. Campchef.com is the website. Cade, really appreciate the insight on the Woodwind Pro tonight. A little background on you as well. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime.
1: That's Cade Huskinson right there from Camp Chef. And appreciate him hanging out here a little longer than I had anticipated. But the information is good. So two new guests. Two great informational segments, one on a full-size electric grill, this one on a hybrid-esque pellet cooker that has a smoke drawer sitting over the firebox to allow you to put in wood chunks or wood chips or charcoal briquettes or whatever you like to give you a little bit of that smoke flavor or added smoke flavor that you're missing in your traditional pellet cookers. Kemp Chef thinks they have the solution to what has been a constant refrain for a decade or longer. Uh, just not enough smoke flavor from that Pelican. So we'll see how it goes. Before we wrap it up here this evening, I'll talk to you quickly about Vortic watches. Next week, we have R.T. Custer, one of the co-founders, back in. You know, back in the day, watches were made to be worn in the pocket. But after World War II, wristwatches came into vogue. And pocket watches quickly became an afterthought, finding their way into sock drawers or scrap heaps. Quite simply a tragedy. Enter Vortic Watch Company, helping bridge the gap between America's storied watch manufacturing past and bringing it to the present day, where wristwatches are finding incredible popularity. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortec, founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built Check out VorticWatches.com for more info. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back.
3: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy.
1: And we thank Cade Huskinson for joining us last segment from Camp Chef, campchef.com, his website. And we talked about the Woodwind Pro, their new offering to add more smoke flavor to their existing pellet cooker, again, built off the back of the Woodwind bottle. And now it's the Woodwind Pro. That's the latest and the greatest, giving you more smoke flavor options for the Camp Chef pellet cookers. All the way back in the first hour, Malcolm Reed let it off, howtobbqright.com, his website. And then we talked with Seth Sawyer from Charbroil, charbroil.com, and the full-size electric grill called The Edge. You know, I meant to talk about the $800 price tag that somebody mentioned in the chat room, and I didn't get to that top of the second hour. So I'm going to try to remember to address that top of the show next Tuesday, but forgive me if I don't. Second hour, we let off with Sam the Cooking Guy talking about his recent trip to Japan and Seoul, South Korea, which was better, what the food was like. We're going to be going back in February to shoot content so we can all take part in that. And then somehow we got stuck on why I don't like to travel. What, am I not allowed to, like, not want to go out of the country? If that's wrong? Evidently, I'm not as evolved, but that's fine. I knew I wasn't evolved. I'm so evolved, I knew I wasn't evolved in that portion of where I'm living. I like Cleveland a lot. I wish it was warmer, but I like Cleveland. What's wrong with Cleveland? You think Cleveland's so great, what's good in Cleveland? Anyway, closing out the show, Cade Huskinson from Camp Chef, Chef campchef.com. Again, talking about that woodwind pro that has the smoker drawer where you can drop wood chunks, wood chips, lump charcoal, probably lump charcoal, charcoal briquettes. I just said that. Again, campchef.com. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead, Robert Moss, R.T. Custer, and there's somebody else that I can't think of right off the top of my head. But the show is booked. Believe that. So, how do I always leave you? It's September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempy. Good night now.
0: This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central.